That money stacked tall, but only partially my focus. So compassionate, struggle hard for me to cope with. Do a lot for others, not for This is Clay Thompson of the Golden State Warriors, and he logged on to 10th year seniors.com. I'm Draymond Green, forward for the Golden State Warriors, and you log on to 10th year seniors.com. Wrapped up it for you. Kids grow up scars that are rubbed down with oil. And life didn't change a bit, but I can't grow apart. For those in my business, there it is. Welcome to the Long Range Corners Podcast, a part of the 10th Year Seniors Podcast Network. A lot's been going on since the last time we brought you one of these. Uh, I am completely 100% immersed in college basketball right now. So much so that I forgot to do a proper introduction. I'm Ronaldo, by the way, in studio with Tage. What up? So yeah, this NBA thing is happening. Uh, I keep hearing about and I keep seeing all over the socials. Uh, I feel like you should inform me and tell me more about this because I am just knee deep in bracket stuff. Oh Pause. my, no, nah, I'm all the way in the NCAA tournament. I mean, I think uh, NBA basketball is going on. I had to do a quick dive before we started because, you know, it's March Madness. We don't... All right, full disclosure. Yeah. Absolute lie. What hap- what's been happening is the fact that I've been trying to reverse jinx and not pay attention to the most important story in the NBA right now. The Portland Trailblazers have become the hottest team in the league, not named the Houston Rockets. The Portland Trailblazers have become the most dominant team in the Western Conference, not named the Houston Rockets. The Portland Trailblazers look like world beaters. When you don't match them up against the Houston Rockets or Golden State Warriors, that's good enough for me. I mean, hey, that's pretty good. Look, twelve games in a row. Uh, I think we beat the Cavs twice on that stretch, but beating the Cavs isn't so much of a big deal. Beat the Warriors, albeit without Steph Curry, but whatever. My Blazers are looking nice. My Blazers are looking legit. But there, there was a gaping hole for who the third team in the Western Conference would be, though. I mean, everybody knows it's. It's Houston and Golden State that's going to be there at the end of the season. But you weren't really sure who that third team was going to step up and be because the Spurs have been on the decline. There was no Kawhi Leonard this year. Uh, Who else did you think would be up there? The Thunder have been going through chemistry issues, as would be expected when you throw that team together. And Minnesota, everybody thought would be in the mix. Yeah, you thought Minnesota would be in the mix, but I think... You know, people didn't really see them. They still may end up getting the third seed, but I think people thought, you know... Three may be a bit much for them. So it was all dependent on, uh, I guess, there's a there's a large group of young players in the West and young teams in the West. And you had to see who that team was going to step up to be to challenge is a strong word, but occupy the third spot. And the Blazers have done that. Hey, good for them. What a... <laughs> I mean, you say it like it's so minuscule. You say it like it means nothing. I mean, I was sitting over here completely excited about it, checking my phone every 2 a.m. to see whether we won or not, whether the streak's still alive. Uh, Damian Lillard is playing out of his mind. Oh, he's killing it. He's- and and the most we can get is a good for them. I feel like we're pulling off an upset in the finals. Talk me off the ledge. I mean, they have to beat either the Warriors or the Rockets to get to the finals, am I correct? Easy money. You sure about that? Well, I meant Western Conference Finals. Who plays the three for them? For the Blazers? Yeah. Anybody. Evan Turner, Mo Harkless, depends. Are they going to have to guard Kevin Durant? 
Nobody, listen, nobody guards Kevin Durant effectively. If you go into a series thinking, well, this series is dependent on how well we guard Kevin Durant, you're going to lose. Kevin Durant's best defense is him missing shots. I mean, it's a great story, I guess. Damian Lillard, you know, go Oakland. He's he's averaging, what, 27 a game. I don't think that gets discussed enough. I think he's in the mix to be the MVP. Real Brookfield. Uh, Portland has won each of its first 11 games after the All-Star break for the first time in history. What do you think caused this dramatic shift with Portland? Did something just click with Lillard? I mean, he's been playing. He's been a great player since he got to the league. Uh, It's the twist in the hair. I was really against the twist in the hair, but did you, I... Did you have twist last year? No, that's different. Oh, okay. <laughs> he has a mohawk twist, which is completely different. I had a fade. Fair enough. Apples and oranges. So there's that. Um, you know, he always plays with a chip on his shoulder. And I think a lot of people saying that he wasn't going to be an all-star. People trying to justif- justify why he shouldn't be. And all of these players pay attention to social media. They watch SportsCenter. They, they hear the talk out there. So when the discussion of the top point guards is always being had, I think Damian Lillard feels like he's not in that conversation enough so naturally given that given his backstory he's always going to play like i said with that chip on his shoulder cj mccollum is coming into his own had a 50 point game this season he's averaging almost 22 a game i think he did that through like three quarters or something crazy against chicago it was it was something ridiculous like that but listen i know it may be easy it may be easy to dismiss this and say listen there's no way anybody can challenge the Rockets or the Warriors in the West. All I'm saying is, stay woke. I guess. <laughs> do you, I mean, do you not take Portland as a legitimate threat? Do we not... Do, is, is all of this just gas-bagging and supreme fandom? I mean, the NBA is a zero-sum game. Um, I think they benefited a lot from the Spurs' decline in terms of record. I don't know why. I just I just wanted to say that it's a hot take. I'm going to get that out there. No, it's facts though. I mean, it is, it is facts. So, I mean, we'll see by at the end of the season what happens. They they should get a decent seed and win at least one series in the in the playoffs. So, good for them. They st- they need help on the wing though. Yeah, I mean, but I think the difference with this team has to be Nurkic becoming a bigger factor. Nah, so, he's really good. So, I I look forward to it. Even though we were completely whitewashed by the Warriors in the playoffs last year, Nurkic wasn't there. I feel like the series would have been a bit more competitive with him being there. So, I'm interested to see how it plays out. I just had to get that out of the way. Now, you can go to your actual list with all of this other stuff that's not as important as the Blazers. You got to get your shit off. Yeah. Yeah. We have very important stuff to discuss here at LR2P. No, it's really important. It's really beneficial to the culture and what's happening today. So former NBA champion Glenn Big Baby Davis was found in a hotel room in Aberdeen, Maryland with $92,000 in cash and a quarter pound of weed. That's it? That's all. I mean, good reti- good retirement plan or no? Um... Well, it was only it was only a quarter pound, so yeah, that's not like intent to supply or anything I like think that. The cash is more suspect. They ask him how, what is he doing with the cash, or how did he get that cash? He re- replied, and I quote, "A lot of jump shots." Does it seem to you like Big Baby is the type of character that would just 
absolutely drain all of his liquid assets so he could walk around with it. Yes. Yeah. So I'm really not as surprised by him saying this is legitimately my money. I could actually believe that. And it's not because I think he's a benevolent character. It's because I think he's an idiot. <laughs> no, he is. I could see him just like it probably wasn't even a drug deal type of thing. He probably just had some hoes over and he wanted to make it rain. Like I could, I could totally see that. This could have been a night at a strip club. Like I remember hearing stories about Gilbert Arena saying how he would go to a strip club and he'd rack up like eighty thousand dollar charges and stuff like that so big baby having 92 i mean and he didn't have gilbert arenas type money of course but this is not about responsibility (laughs) i just think this could this ninety two thousand could be all of the money that big baby davis has and he just decided that it's better for me to just keep it myself so i can watch it in this hotel room than to give it to a bike but the thing that uh that I wonder about the most is Aberdeen, Maryland. Like, what? <laughs> Did he just win big on uh, the 16-1 game? I don't know. Like, that school from Maryland and Virginia? He might have hit a lick. He could have possibly hit a lick because I know uh, they were showing that there was one person that put 800 down on them to beat Virginia. And they won. It's one person did it. That could have been Big Baby. Maybe that was his retirement plan. I could also see that being his retirement plan because this is what somebody who beefs with Austin Davis, sorry, Austin Rivers in the offseason does. It's, it's, he's really good on TV, actually, by the way, too. What, uh, so we're going to talk about NBA players' retirement plans. What Bef- are before we get to the rest of them, though? Yeah, did you see Big Baby's response to this entire controversy? Which one? Because I heard him talk about a lot of jumpers. What else did he say? Yeah, no, that was just it, but. It's how he did it. He was. It's. It seemed as if he was on a private plane with an exorbitant amount of Popeyes chicken. <laughs> oh, I saw that. Yeah, I did see that. I, I, and I he said it's just a lot of jump shots, and that's how he got the ninety-two thousand dollars. Um, you know, I feel like if you want to symbolize that you are at an elevated level of society, the kind of person that flies around in a private jet. Popeye's chicken is the look you going with, fam. I mean, I mean, I get Popeye's. I love all the Popeye's. Time. I don't know what you mean. I guess Plies. I, he had Popeye's with a bottle of Ace of Spades. Fair enough. I guess he probably still wanted to show that hey, I could do this. I could stunt. Oh, not just the Popeye's. The Popeye's was to the left of him, and to the right of him was the briefcase with the aforementioned ninety-two thousand dollars. <laughs> Wait, so he got his money back after he got arrested? He still has the stacks <laughs> of money. I don't know what's happening here. This is crazy. I don't know if Big Baby is now a Sicario. I don't know if somehow he works for the government doing something else where he's untouchable. Is he toppling governments? I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know what's going on with Glenn Big Baby Davis, I'm, but... I'm kind of disappointed. I feel like people from Louisiana wouldn't even like Popeyes that much. I feel like it's probably some like mom and plop Cajun place that he goes to that's like better than anything we've ever tasted in our lives. That nigga trying to get an endorsement deal. Well, mission accomplished. I would, I would hire him in a minute. Nah, bro, but he's coming, he's coming in tainted. Wait, what? But he is Did a we? fat guy. He's so. fat. He's, he's fat. He's from Louisiana. There we go. Makes sense. But that does lead us to a perfect segue, though, because Big Baby has been off of the basketball radar for a while, so we had no reason to pay attention to him or anything that he's been doing. But it made us wonder. There are players that were... Uh, I don't, you don't have to necessarily be a superstar, but if you're a basketball fan, you know and you remember them. And from time to time, you wonder, hell, he's up to now. Uh, is he doing something sensible with his money, or 
Izzy in a hotel room in Maryland with 92 G's. Aberdeen, Maryland. Yeah, with 92 G's and a quarter ounce of weed. So I know we started to compile a list of some of the guys that turned out on one end of the spectrum doing really well that you haven't heard about. Maybe some that haven't been doing so well. What you got for us, Tate? Okay, I'm going to start off with Jamal Marshburn. He owns every single Taco Bell in Kentucky. Well, I feel like once you go to an institution of higher learning like the University of Kentucky that prepares you for life in every possible aspect, you have no choice but to be a success. That surprises me not at all. Was, I don't know if it's talk. It's like some shitty fast food restaurants. He's done very well. I feel like that's right on brand for owning restaurants in Kentucky. I I don't I don't understand what you're trying to say. I mean, I mean, what do you think about when when you think of Kentucky? Uh, excellence in basketball, horse racing, blondes, drop tops, mini skirts, um, opioids. Yes. Poor rural Americans. I don't think about them. I think John Calipari. (laughs) (laughs) This is right on brand. That's my list. I don't think about them. So, yeah. So, Jamal Mashburn, but he had a very successful NBA career. He was an all-star. He, But he used his money wisely. He invested it as he was playing. And I think he, this was featured a lot on the 30 for 30. It was on Broke, wasn't it? Because yeah. I remember Mashburn being a big part of that. But he was, like, one of the examples that people always hold up as, hey, maybe you don't have to be in a hotel room in, what's it, Aberdeen, Maryland? Aberdeen, with, Maryland. With your 92 Gs. Maybe invest that into some fast food franchises. And yeah. you could hit a lick a different way. Yeah, Hove, Hove went to Maryland back in the 90s so or in the 80s, so we didn't have to go through that. Yeah. Yeah. Man. There we go. J.R. Ryder. Uh, what is that nigga up to? This cannot be good. Prison sentences. Yes. Okay. Drug and assault convictions. Wow. But good Lord. Apparently, he uh, he wanted to turn it around by starting uh, a not-for-profit that um helped urban youth find the way. I feel like it's for profit. I feel like it is too. But the thing is, I like, I'd like to hear, I feel like if anybody knows what not to do, it's J.R. Ryder. And the entire roster of the Jailblazers. I feel like the Jailblazers themselves should have a community outreach service program. What's Ruben Patterson up to? I'm going to look look him up right now. Like Zach Randolph, Ruben Patterson, Isaiah Ryder, that version of Jermaine O'Neal, all of them should still be doing community service at this very moment right now. J.R. Ryder going through that is the least surprising thing that I've ever heard. Yo, all right, so I Google Ruben Patterson, and the first thing that comes up is a picture of him in court standing by a lawyer crying. Of course it is. Of course it is. That's <laughs> that's the most Ruben Patterson thing of all time. Uh, can I go conspiracy theory here? Go for it. It's also a systemic approach to how we are viewed in the media by these search engines. They could have had a picture of Ruben Patterson smiling is the first thing. Why it had to be Ruben Patterson in court? He had a very successful NBA career. They couldn't show him celebrating when you Google Ruben Patterson. It had to be him in court. I mean, the first thing I think about when I think about Ruben Patterson and his NBA career is that he punched Zach Randolph in the face. I think of him being the Kobe stopper. Uh, that too, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, Al Harrington. Did he go the way of Big Baby or did he go the way of a legitimate businessman? Yes. Go on. Al Harrington has become a very vocal proponent of medical marijuana. 
strictly for medicinal purposes. Only for medicinal purposes. And listen, if you know anything about Al Harrington and you followed his career, this is also one of the least surprising things <laughs> that there's ever been. Apparently, he said his journey into medical marijuana began because his grandmother was having migraines or <laughs> glaucoma and he wanted to help his grandma. <laughs> So oh, he never God. had anything to do with marijuana before that. He there was that yo, yo he, my my grandmother can't see properly either. He only wanted to help his grandma. There's nothing to see. I here. would love to be able to help my grandmother all the time, most Fridays. I'm all out of grandmas, but if I had one, I would like to help them too. You can help, you can help mine. There That's we fine. go. <laughs> but yeah, he I think he's doing quite well actually with the legal marijuana, which is kind of crazy because um. I think the way they, the way they regulate it is kind of racist. Like it's usually white dudes. So, yo, Al Harrington went to Denver in one of the many trades that he had over the course of his NBA career, and, and he decided never that left. he would never leave. <laughs> he never left. Like what? Am, think about it though. Like he he had Indiana at the start, right? And I know Al Harrington probably played for like ten teams over the course of his career. But what stands out to me is the time in Denver and the time in Oakland. What do those two places have in common? legalized weed waps that that was when he was at his best probably yeah definitely i mean and then he was he was on that team that eight seed that beat the mavericks in the playoffs yeah hey way to get it done on and off the court so you don't have to end up in a hotel room in aberdeen Aberdeen, maryland with ninety two thousand g's good for him we're gonna talk one of your guys uh is on this is brandon roy what's Bree roy up to Brandon a legend. I know he's uh, he's he had a high profile coaching gig in Seattle, didn't he? Well, it's it's deeper than that because it wasn't it wasn't that great a school when he got the job. He was just on his couch being rich, uh, not doing anything. Um, they wanted him to coach at Nathan Hale High School in Seattle. They kind of sucked. I don't think they won a game the year before. He goes to the high school. Michael Porter's dad gets hired by University of Washington. He gets Michael Porter and all 12 of his brothers. They win the state title. And uh, so he's like a big time. And one year he went from sitting on his couch being idle and rich to probably one of the top high school coaches in Washington State. Wasn't there also some crazy story about him saving someone in a shootout or something like that? I haven't heard. Let's look this up. I haven't heard that. I really think he did some kind of superhero thing where there was a shootout and he ended up catching... Uh, he ended up catching a stray bullet in the leg or something like that. Uh, this is completely unfounded reporting. It's something I think I may have heard a couple months ago, but that's how I do journalism. He was wounded in a Compton shooting. Yeah. The All-Star was shot outside his grandmother's home. The woman who identified herself as Maria said she and a family member. He's fine. He's perfect. Oh. So B Roy this, uh, is doing amazing things. He's getting shot in Compton and coaching basketball in Seattle. That qualifies as amazing things. That's pretty good. All of these are options, uh, Glenn Big Baby Davis. You do not have to eat Popeyes on a private plane with your stacks of money next to you in one of those cliche eighties drug dealer briefcases. I because mean, do people really even carry around briefcases in twenty eighteen? That's another story. But if you had the chance to eat Popeyes in a private plane with $92,000 in a briefcase, would you pass it up? I would not. Me neither. Like, that's just, the, that's, you should do it if you could. This is such a 2018 social media response to being arrested, though. Like, this is what you do? 
the first thing you do is tell somebody here, hold this smartphone, take a picture of me eating this. Not sorry, get a video of me eating this chicken next to my money, and just being on the back of this plane, being uh achieving peak niggerdom is what Big Baby Davis did because. One cannot question that that is peak niggerdom. Everything in one uh, camera shot. Yo, Black Panther just came out. You know what I mean? They they took the culture one place. Big Baby has to do that for balance. What Big Baby is doing is completely reversing all of the work that uh, Ryan Coogler did. Thank you, Big Baby. Thank you. You're a jerk. So on the other end of this spectrum from legal marijuana dispensaries... Jonathan Bender owns a trucking company. Good for him. Why is it so much black people that played in Indiana that have these things going on? I don't know. They're from like, well, Jonathan Bender's from Mississippi, so I guess. I mean, look, I've lived in Alabama. You lived in Kentucky. We know red state people. Yeah. And if you get a job as a trucker, that's like a good-ass job. Oh, that's huge. Yeah. Is his trucking company pretty big? It's pretty successful, and I think he personally drives a truck himself, so, like, I feel like he made it. He Mississippi made it. If you know the Jonathan Bender story, then that turned out really well for him, because he came in with all of the ridiculous expectations, even before a lot of, I think before a lot of people that we know now and in our generation paid close attention to the McDonald's All-American game and all of that stuff and all the rankings, well, Jonathan Bender was supposed to be, like, Kevin Durant. The quote era is actually... He was Kevin Durant before there was a Kevin Durant. Yeah, this he was, was Donnie Wall said. He was supposed to be that kind of guy that was going to revolutionize basketball. And the fact that I have to explain his backstory to you means that he did not do that. I mean, it's all good though. I mean, basketball ain't for everybody. It's not the biggest part of life. It's what you do for he, a while. He's a 33 year old and he and he owns a trucking company in Mississippi. Yeah, I mean, he made it. I just have you know this thing. So there you go. There we go. That's all I got. Do you have any? Interesting stories of NBA players in their retirement? Uh, no, but I feel like Eric Snow is somewhere doing really, really well. Because I always feel like Baka point guards do really well in life. I have nothing to support this theory, but it's why I feel like we're going to hear from TumTum for the next 50 years. Easy. TumTum is going to be, he's either going to be like a great NCAA coach, like an, like an Avery Johnson type of inspirational figure, or he's going to be on TV and like just kill it. Bruh, I, I feel like backup point guards always have the easiest part to, path to success. They're in all of the best coaching jobs right now. Like, why are we seeing Steve Kerr and Ty Lue in the finals every year? Backup point guards. It's what happens. I don't know. I just feel like Eric Snow is hella rich because he's like the stereotypical backup point guard to me. Apparently, he's hanging around Michigan State trying to get into coaching. Him and Tum Tum are going to be on the bench. There you go. All right. What else is happening in your National Basketball Association? Uh, Oklahoma, the Oklahoma City Thunder are 6-0 and since inserting Corey Brewer into the starting lineup. He, Several in, reasons why this is amazing to me. He's in the league? When Yes. And that <laughs> is that is number one. When I have to be completely honest, when Tage brought this up during the rundown before the podcast, my immediate reaction was, that nigga's still in the NBA? Like, Corey Brewer is still being paid to play professional basketball at the highest level, which to me is more shocking than the Thunder being 6-0 and during the stretch. Yo, but there's a thread here, is. College coach we won two national titles with. Billy D. Is the head coach. Pause. No, Billy D. Williams. Wait, so 
I don't the real question here is, do they go after Joakim Noah? They have to now, don't they? And get Al Horford and just get the whole gang back together. Al Horford ain't going nowhere, bro. What's Walter Hodge doing? Uh, Beating the Bahamas every chance he gets they, in the FIBA qualification. They could use him. Who's their backup point guard? Whoever it is, get Walter Hodge. As a matter of fact, go dig up Ryan Humphrey from somewhere, because I'm sure he could still knock down some threes. I forgot his name. I knew it was something Humphrey is. What's, <laughs> what's Torian Green doing right now? Somebody go find Torian Green. What happened to what's that six seven power forward dude they had who went to the MV two? He's like from Minnesota. But I, can't I can't remember. I don't know. <laughs> they need to just get the whole gang. Just back get together. the whole gang back together because that is what, Billy Donovan is kind of like the Liam Neeson of this coaching thing. Like he can coach a specific set of players, and it's everybody from that Florida roster who won the back to back national titles. That's it. He can't coach anybody else, but he could coach the hell out of them. No, I think no, I think they definitely have to get Joakim Noah. You they, gotta go after Noah at this point. At least if they get him, they go to the finals. They beat the Warriors easily. They, they no, beat, they, no, they beat everybody. They make a run at seventy wins next year if they get Joakim Noah, and I'm still rooting for that Torian Green thing to happen. So get Joakim Noah and Torian Green, and then I want Wal- I want to see fine. Walter Hodge in the NBA. He's been destroying the Bahamas for the better part of Ten- the last six years. What for kills me about okay? <laughs> like I want him. He has to go to NBA at some point, doesn't he? What kills me, right? Like we were playing USVI here. Uh, what was it? November during the first window of the FIBA World Cup qualification. USVI only had eight guys. Walter Hodge was coasting for much of the first half. He always looks like he's coasting against the Bahamas. But then in the third quarter, he's like, because he coasts the first half because he knows he can't get much rest. And then in the third quarter, he's just like, all right, two national championships. Let's go. I'm going to start hitting all of my shots. And then he does. Come on, Billy D. Get Walter Hodge. Um, But yeah, uh, Corey Brewer is... Averaging 2.5 steals a game and shooting 43% from three. You know what kind of game he has? What he looks like. He has crackhead game. <laughs> there's this dude. Nah, if you go to the park, there's this dude. There's always a dude who looks like he smokes crack. And he has like a certain game. Oh, kind of energetic game. Running up and down. Herky-jerky. A little bit unstable. That's Corey Brewer's game. Uh, just a disclaimer. We have absolutely no evidence that Corey Brewer has indeed smoked crack cocaine before. Oh no, no. We're just saying he looks like he, he looks has. like. Yeah, he also weighs 120 pounds and has since he was 18. I, I mean, and I mean that's kind of a dead giveaway. Yeah, and then like the face, like he, was, he has like the patchy, like disheveled thing. He, His body may just not respond to uh, muscle building stimulants as some others. We're not saying that Corey Brewer has smoked crack cocaine. We're just saying he looks he like looks it. He looks like it, and he plays like it. And he is spurring the Oklahoma City Thunder to victory. So how did this... Is this all a byproduct of them not having anybody to play the two-guard spot? And that's where they just plugged him in because self-check got hurt, didn't he? Yeah, he, he's out had, for the season. And then they tried Terrence Ferguson for a while, but... No. Yeah, he, he can spot duty, but you can't rely on him to be your standard two. So... And you know he's in comes Corey Brewer. Yeah, maybe he's a good fit for this team. I don't know how sustainable this is, but he's a garbage man. They have ball dominant guys, and he could just fill in along the way. He could knock down shots and scramble and run the court and do all that other stuff. So maybe it kind of works right now. Hmm. Also, you know it's Oklahoma. It's a lot of math. Yeah, out there. Well, yeah, fine. Find your, find your way, bro. He lit, bro. Uh, some more important basketball talk. Steph Curry's 30th birthday party happened. It was... It seemed amazing from all accounts. And 
This is one of those things where you either gotta love or hate social media because somebody like Steph Curry isn't allowed to just have his birthday anymore. It was kind of everyone's. Everyone was at Steph Curry's birthday party. This is great. You know who was the main the main event at Steph Curry's birthday party? It was not Steph Curry. It was the Bahamian. It was the return of China Clay. <laughs> China Clay is back. China Clay has been lying in wait. Waiting for the moment when he could get a break from all of this basketball stuff and be who he truly is. <laughs> Which is belligerent. What happened when China Clay hit the stage celebrating at Steph Curry's 30th birthday party? Well, he did the weird China Clay dance of because he's he China Clay. Of course he did. That's a staple. It's my dream to get him to do that uh, when he's down here. Pause. And then he took a shoe off. Just one shoe. Just one shoe. What did he do with that one shoe? Did he take it off to like retie it or to adjust his socks? What happened? Of course not. Shoe? He did the China Clay thing. He threw it into the crowd. Of course he did. He wears like a size 16 shoe. What are they going to do with that shoe, Clay? No, did they, somebody ask you to throw this shoe in the crowd of clay? Like, like what, what happens? Like, what, at this point, what is the thing that China Clay can do that will actually surprise us? Because I feel like we're not surprised by anything China Clay does anymore. Nah. Well, it's the NBA season. I think that's what surprises us. Like, if that's it, true. Yeah, like, he kind of, like, zeroes in on the season and doesn't do that. But then we have flashbacks. Because it was justification for China Clay happening. He hit a lick with Anto when he was there in the offseason, yeah. signed this ridiculous contract, so everyone was like, well, psh, ball out, nigga. Like, that's what you should do. I just remember his face when he signed the contract. Like, he wasn't into those shoes, but they're just giving him so much money. Bruh. You, you gotta take the money. He was into them shoes. Because <laughs> he saw how many zeros was in that contract. He was into them shoes. That's just how Clay looks all the time. That's how Clay looks when he's excited. That's how Clay looks. <laughs> the only time his face changes is when China Clay breaks out. China but, Clay is, for him is like Charlie for OJ. I could see that. <laughs> I probably shouldn't make references with Clay and OJ. I I apologize, Clay. My favorite moment, and this is like some just some Bay Area shit, is Steph Curry sitting on stage. Looking all smug and Steph Curry like while E forty performs, yeah. and he, and he's not just sitting on stage looking smug. He's eating ribs. I bet Aisha made him. Of course she made she made him like, of course. Let me ask you something because when I was watching the game yesterday, uh, and mean, I made a I made a comment the that that none of those guys started. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> I made a comment that I feel like Aisha Curry. Is more hot now that she's pregnant. Has she gotten... I feel like I know that she's gotten progressively hotter over the last two years. And maybe this is just a culmination of that. But I feel like she's at her peak right now. And I don't know if she's pregnant or is this just a coincidence. Then I got accused of liking prego porn. But I feel like she has gotten progressively hotter though. It's a sliding scale. It's like a spectrum. You You could think that a pregnant woman is pretty... Or, or that she looks better than she did before and not be in a prego point. Like, is the level is level? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I wasn't saying that, oh, I just need to, you know, yeah, no. I'm not saying that. No. All I'm saying is. 
That's like a thing, yeah, though. Progressively better looking. No, that's like a thing. Which I learned yesterday. It is a thing, apparently. Yeah, no, because I I'm trying to think. I feel like I saw a pregnant lady and she looked more attractive than you. I can't remember. Yeah. But no, that's definitely a thing. Like I had not noticed it before until until this. Like this is my first time experiencing that, and I was like, huh, what do you know? Because all the hormones. I think there's like extra estrogen. So she's and looking. also also all of the money. Money will do it, it's, bro. Have you have you ever seen like Russell Westbrook's wife when she was in college? No, I haven't seen her now. I have no idea what it is. I assumed he was married to a basketball. Well, yeah, the, this his, is a side his, chick and his rage. This is a side chick and the mother of his child. There you go. Yeah, but he's really married to his rage and a ball. Yeah, basically. But hey, being rich, do it. Does it for most people? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, Paramore sang happy birthday. That was the WTF moment of the evening. Bro, who's Paramore? Uh, I don't know. Some band from... I mean, you gotta, you gotta explain it to me. You know that I am not up on a lot of that stuff, so you gotta tell me who Paramore All right, is. Alright, Paramore is the least Bay Area Warriors band in the history so of bands. So, it's surprising that, that they would be there to sing happy birthday to him, is what you're telling me. Yeah, like... Okay, that, see? Cool, that, got it. You just gotta break it down in, in all terms, so I could get it. They're gonna win again, aren't they? Yeah, of course they're gonna win again. They like they're not even yeah. worried. I mean, as long as Steph's ankle is fine, and they're gonna they're gonna win again. And Kevin Durant is a extraterrestrial. Yeah, he's good. But people were did they miss games because this party was so lit? Because they've been strategically sitting out games here and there. Was it because of Steph Curry's birthday week? It's a coincidence. Like it it correlates. I'm sure. Sneaky coincidence. But all right. Hey. The. <sighs> The Lakers tried to fight Jamal Murray again. Now, I do not know anything about this, so I will learn with the audience here as we record. That seems like a very strange beef, so I'm intrigued 100% by this. I am all in. Teach me about the Lakers-Jamal Murray beef right now. And I'm just going to go ahead and say completely on Jamal Murray's side, Big Blue Nation. Julius Randle, stay out of this. Go ahead. I think Julius Randle is in it, though. I think Why would he beef with Jamal Murray? We all in the same family. I know. they they brothers. But so apparently back in, I think this is December or January or whenever, Jamal Murray dribbled a basketball around Lonzo Ball to like to run out a clock at the end of a game. And they started to they tried to fight him then or they got in his face. And there was some back and forth on social media. And I think it continued to the end of this game. I think he crossed somebody up or something like that. Yes. And... And they tried to fight him. But the most surprising part is, I mean, none of this shit matters. What matters is who was in the middle of the fight. Guess who? LeVar? No, the newest Laker. Oh, IT4. Isaiah Thomas was in the middle of the fight. He's been there for like two days and he's already doing this. He's always mixed up in some stuff that he shouldn't be mixed up in because two days into his tenure in Cleveland, wasn't he in the players only meeting telling Kevin Love that he was he was faking shit and he wasn't Yo. real and he wasn't down for the team. And then we learn that Kevin Love has legit mental health issues that you probably shouldn't be making light of. But he wasn't even there when the beef started. Of course he wasn't. It's like <laughs> Like, yeah, but you know, you know how really short niggas go, though. Like that's that's just how it is. Like, chalk it up. I feel like he doesn't even know why he went to go fight Jamal Murray. It don't even matter. Wearing the same uniform, I gotta prove myself. And I feel like because he's he's a veteran presence on that team, isn't he? Because the whole team's super young. 
Wait, I mean, because I don't think it's Brooke Lopez. I feel like they wouldn't care about anything Brooke Lopez says. I feel like Brooke Lopez, like, when he's not playing, he just sits on top of, like, a hill on the side of the Pacific Ocean with, like, a long, like, Gandalf-looking pipe and just smokes weed out of it. I've seen him do that. I think so. No, he does that. That's where he lives. I've seen I've seen him do that. So, yeah, all this is is IT trying to make his mark. I don't care about them trying to pee for Jamal Murray. That's I just weird. think... Lakers I mean, are playing well, though. Like, good for them. Yeah, I mean, I don't care about any of this. I just think it's funny that Isaiah Thomas is in the middle of it. Like, why? <laughs> he will well, he he will always be. What why else? are you doing this? What else we got? Oh, uh, we're gonna go to the only part of our podcast that matters, Buddy Watch. I disagree with you vehemently. I feel like the beginning mattered quite a great deal talking about the third best team in the Western Conference. But yes, Buddy has been playing great as of late. He still has. From time to time, there'll still be that one inconsistent game in the mix. But over the last three games, with increased playing time, because he's played at least 29 minutes in those last three games, he's averaged 23 points per game in the last three games. So let's take this back to the 14th against the Heat, where he had 25. Sorry, he had 24 against the Heat. Uh, He had 22 against the Warriors. A win against the Warriors, by the way. A win against the Heat as well. And then, most recently, he had 23 and a loss to the Jazz. So, a string of three straight 20-point-plus games for Buddy. Finally getting those those 30 minutes that we've been clamoring for. And I know we say this every time he has good games, but do they finally get it now? Is this finally the moment that we could just expect it to be like this from here on in? No, because I feel like they're trying to make this Bogdan Bojanovic thing happen. They love him so much. Is, is it like a Serbian thing because Vladi Divac is the is the GM or something like that? I'm still pissed that Bogdan got MVP at All-Star Weekend in the Rising Stars game because that should have been buddies. It definitely should have been. And I don't understand like why. Like He doesn't... I mean, I've never watched him play, but his stat lines aren't as impressive as Buddy. But it, it seemed like they just really want him to happen really badly. <laughs> They're trying to make Fetch happen. <laughs> They're trying to like make this happen. And like it's like... Uh, I'm trying to think... What, Who's the shitty movie star du jour we have out now? He's like Camila Cabello, the The Havana chick. Like, they really want to make her happen. And it's like. This is why they put her in a. This is why she did a song with Young Thug. Yeah, because they want it to happen, but it's like, nah, it's not it, bro. (laughs) Buddy is like. It's like SZA. Like, you got to make him. (laughs) He's making it happen. You got to put him in front. What I like most about this recent scoring streak is it finally got his point per game total uh beyond 12 so now he averages 13 points a game which is a nice round number when is his contract up in the next no oh no they extended it uh very early on in the season they extended all the young guys so his his rookie deal is going into uh an, another year oh, yeah that extension already in the books we in sacto for the foreseeable future dog unless Unless he's on the move with some trade again, but we're they're in so, Sacto. They're so incompetent, they would trade a 42% three-point shoot on a rookie contract for, like, nothing. They, they would do that. I like what's being put together, though. I honestly got to say, I, I know we have no reason to actually believe in the Kings front office, but I want to believe that this, this most recent incarnation of it is different than what we've seen in the past. Doesn't Garrett Temple start for them? Not all the time. I mean, sometimes. I mean, I feel like you just got to get the young guys, get Buddy Heal, get De'Aaron Fox, get uh, Justin Jackson, put them on the court, and let them play. I mean, that's what they've been doing. Buddy has 
been seeing he's been seeing increased minutes since since the All Star break. Uh, I see a lot of games where he's played twenty five minutes and above since the All Star break. So he's been getting it. I guess man. I, I don't know. I want there's always there's always gonna be that one weird game in there like the O for eight game against Orlando where I was like, God damn it. I think he went one for six against OKC on Monday. Yeah, he did. Those are the two bad games in between a whole lot of a whole lot of good performances. Eh, it'd be like that sometimes. But yeah, buddy watch anytime we have LR two P, very important for us to keep track of it. Soon this will have to be extended to Aiden. Buddy and Aiden watch. That's gonna be lit because it will be. Aiden is going to be like he's like a sure thing NBA superstar. Like I like I like what do you think the floor is for him? Like uh early Vin Baker. I think like the floor for him is like Tyson Chandler, like <laughs> like I think I I think he's even better better. Like worst case scenario, I think he's that all star version of Vin Baker. Really? Like yeah. he, he's gonna be so good, man. Ceiling Hall of Fame. Oh no, he's like David Robinson and Carl Towns out of baby. Like it's it's gonna be great. That would be a very talented baby. Well, you know, except for their two guys. Hmm. That'd be tricky. I mean, there's some strange things being done in technology right now. Elon Musk will figure it out. Never any yeah, definitely. Hmm. Anyway, we're gonna go back to watching March Madness now because we haven't been watching any NBA since March started, so yeah, listen, uh, I will try to somehow keep track of this NBA thing. Nope, I lied. No. What I'm going to do is I'm going to ignore it like I've been doing because that's been working for the Blazers. So, like Tate said, we're going to get back to March Madness. Y'all keep up with the NBA. Let me know how things that are money stacked tall, but only partially my third. So compassionate. Man. Struggle hard for me to cope with. See you after the tournament. This is Clay Thompson of the Golden State Warriors. And you log, logged on to 10thYearSeniors.com. I'm Draymond Green, forward for the Golden State Warriors. And you log on to 10thYearSeniors.com. Wrapped up in for you. Kids grow up scars that are rubbed down with oil. In life, they changed a bit, but I can't grow apart. For those in my position, there it is. Redemption for Golden State. We had guys. We was more blessed than others. We was the deepest family. Nobody had more cousins. The street lights were flicking. Everybody running, no huddle. Cause if you didn't make it, everybody got in trouble. Ah, won't let that money define me. Ah. Let my struggles refine me. Ah, know my angels behind me. Young, rich, and in the sticks, trying to find peace. I don't get it high, and I ain't sell dope. People ask why.